Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you Agatha Christie's Ordeal by Innocence, where a man is found guilty of murdering his mother and dies of pneumonia in prison. Two years later, Dr. Arthur Calgary comes forward and can confirm Jackal Argyle's alibi. This will be a three-part series, so sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Dr. Arthur Calgary. You've been under a long time. Under? How long? A little over a year. That night, before you caught the ferry, do you remember giving anyone a lift? Um, yes, a young man caught in a rainstorm. Was that Jacka? This is yes. mysterious Dr. Calgary. He's come to Sunny Point to help us. Jacko was innocent, and if it wasn't for the most terrible set of circumstances, I could have proved it. I am his alibi. I was the man in the car. If Jacko didn't do it, then someone here in this room did. Come on, you lot. What's the betting? Which one of us is the real killer? It's a cold trail. We may never know the truth. I'd like to talk to you all, one-to-one, and see if the police are right that there really is no other new evidence that might shed light on the case. I can watch, talk to them when their guard's down, say the things you can't. Isn't that rather dangerous for you? I think it'll be rather fun. Philip, be on your guard against all of us. Philip kissed me. Mary will never forgive me. Philip can rot in hell for all I can. Stop her, please. Dr. Calgary, she must know. Philip? Philip? Ordeal by Innocence, by Agatha Christie. Episode 3. They want one of us to go in the ambulance. Leo is too distressed and Gwenda won't leave his side. I'll go. He was my husband. I think the police will want to talk to you, Mary. You think it was me that I could ever hurt Philip? Well, you were the last person to see him alive, that's all. It is Tina whom they wish to be accompanied. I will go if I'm not needed here. No, no, it has to be one of us. I want to go with my husband and my sister. The police can talk to me there. Why are they taking Tina to hospital? She only fainted. It seems that's not the case. At some point after she dropped the tray and fainted, it seems she was injured. Injured? How? Just in the fall or by someone else? They will not tell me. But she has not yet woken up. So she can't say who did it, if it was someone else. Look, let me talk to the police and see what I can find out. It must have been one of us, or Father and Gwenda. We were the only ones there. It all happened so fast, I wasn't watching anyone else. We must all keep watch now, Hester. Be on our guard. What did the police say, Dr. Calgary? I need to talk to Hester first. Alone, if you don't mind. You need to rest, Mary, and eat something. Come along. What is it, Dr. Calgary? Why can't you tell the others? You're the only one I can be sure of. 
I've done some pretty crazy things these past few days. I can't think why you'd begin to trust me. You couldn't have killed Philip. Mary saw him after you'd left. He must have been killed while you were with me. Maybe he killed himself after what happened with us. He did love Mary. The guilt might have been too much. The killer might have wanted us to think that. That's why they used poison this time, but Tina's injury rather suggests it was murder. She was stabbed. Well, that's impossible. Superintendent Hewish just told me. It must have happened after she'd fainted. Someone saw their chance and tried to finish her off. Why would they want to do that? Well, she must have seen something that gave the killer away. It's the only explanation. The killer panicked, had to get rid of her. But I've looked and I, I don't know what she saw. Well, when she wakes up, she can tell us. If she does wake up. If the killer doesn't get to her first. You do think it was Mary? Well, I think Mary had motive and opportunity. I certainly don't think she should be left alone by Tina's bedside. No. No, I should be the one to go. I agree, although... I'm scared for you, too. I'll be safer there than here, in this viper's nest. It could have been Mary or Kirsten, or Father, or Gwenda. They arrived moments after. I do remember seeing Gwenda cradling Tina on the floor. Viper's Point. That's what it was called, wasn't it? Before your mother christened at Sunny Point? She never faced up to how things really were. She told herself she was a great mother, that we all loved her, but even now it seems we all had a reason to want her dead. All of you except Tina. Tina, mother, Jacko, Philip. You'll know who the killer is soon. You'll be the only one of us left standing. No, I won't let that happen. You've made all of this happen in a way. If you hadn't come back... If that truck had finished me off, you'd all have lived happily ever after, never knowing there was still a killer in your family. Would you really have preferred that? No. In spite of everything, I... I'm glad you came. I will make this right, Hester. I promise. I know you will, Arthur. You should go to the hospital. Let me know as soon as Tina wakes up. What are you going to do? Find the killer. Without anyone else getting hurt. Good afternoon, Dr. Calgary. Superintendent Hewish. I'd like to help, if I may. I might have been wrong to blame you for coming forward, stirring this all up again. Fair enough, you thought it was your duty to clear that Torek's name, but you're to blame for what's gone on since. You have blood on your hands, Calgary. With respect, Superintendent, if you put as much effort into rooting out the real killer as you do into accusing me, you might have solved this already. I told you, I'd interviewed them all. What did you think you'd achieve, mounting your own amateur investigation? You'd given up on them. Somebody had to do something, and it didn't take much effort to get them to ditch that burglary story and start talking. And as soon as they did, what happened? Exactly what I predicted. The killer felt under pressure, and now we've got one, maybe two other corpses. Philip knew the risk he was taking. I didn't make him do anything. The man was an invalid, a sitting duck. Not so constrained he couldn't get up from his chair to grab Hester and kiss her. Hmm? In his last day, he lived more than he did for the last few years. He might even be flattered that for a while back there, I thought he could be the killer. What's this about Hester? Did Philip's wife know about this kiss? You see? Now we've got fresh evidence. Look, if we work together and share our knowledge, we can solve this and prevent any more bloodshed. Hmm. Let's go inside. You better tell me everything you know. Let's start with Hester Argyle. Hester was with me on the cliffs. We came back together after Philip's body was found. It couldn't have been her. What about Leo Argyle? He was a couple of doors down the hallway in his study, with Gwenda Vaughan. His secretary. And fiancé. 
Mm. They were going to announce it before I turned up. Oh. Funny how they forgot to mention that. So, your news must have put a spanner in the works. They were still planning to go ahead when the dust had settled. But if the dust wasn't settling, if someone was onto them, they could need to tidy up. Well, they came out of the room a few moments after Tina fainted. Hester saw them go to her. Motive and opportunity. Well, they're not the only ones. Mary had a huge row with Philip. When we arrived, she'd, she'd packed her bags and was making a swift exit. She also had chance to stab Tina in all the confusion upstairs. Hmm. When you talked to Mary, did you find any reason why she might have killed her mother? They all had reasons. Leo, Gwenda, all of the children. Rachel Argyle wasn't quite the saint she appeared to be. Only Tina appeared to really like her. So she'd be the one to come forward if she knew something? Wait, she said something. Tina, when I talked to her this afternoon, she said, I hope I don't know anything. Because it could get her killed? Because she loved the rest of her family too. She didn't want to believe they could kill. Did you get any idea who she could have meant? Philip said Tina was in love with Mickey. And he doesn't hide the fact that he hated his mother and Jacko. But he wasn't at the house when Philip died. Not as far as we know. Well, he definitely wasn't there when Tina was stabbed. He could be working with someone. This servant, Kirsten Lindstrom. She loves all the children. And she wasn't so keen on Mrs Argyle, by all accounts, but that's not much of a motive for two, maybe three murders. Mm. She still maintains that Jacko killed his mother, even with my alibi. Well, she can't blame Jacko for these latest crimes. Well, let's see what she says. No, no, not so fast, Calgary. Thank you for the insights, but you can let me handle it from here. But you said I could help you. You can, by going back to your hotel. Or to the mainland, ideally, and staying there safe till the court case. It's my responsibility. I could wait here, watch people, see if anyone lets something slip. We know what happened to the last chap who did that. I'll get one of my men to drive you back to Drymouth. No. No, thank you. I'd rather walk. You have done the right thing, Superintendent. That man has caused nothing but trouble since he came. You'd rather Jacko's name was never cleared? Jacko killed his mother. I do not care what Dr Calgary says did or did not happen. Mm. What happened this afternoon to Philip? I was taking him his tea at the usual time. Mm. Tina came in saying Philip and Mary had argued. She offered to take the tray in. The next thing I knew, the tray crashed to the floor. I saw that Philip was... Slumped on his desk, I, I think I screamed. Tina fainted. I went to help her, but then Dr Calgary and Hester arrived with Mary, then Leo and Gwenda, it's all, all a blur after that. I knew nothing about Tina's injury until the ambulance men informed me. Mm. Did you also take Philip's lunch to his room? You think that is what poisoned him? I made soup for him and Mary. They both ate from the same tureen, drank from the same teapot she would be dead too. Unless she added the poison to his share. Mary loved Philip. <sighs> People kill those they love, Miss Lindstrom, all the time. I've never loved anyone else except Philip. When he got ill, he was scared I would leave him, but I stayed, looked after him. He knew I would never do anything to hurt him. Was he going to leave you, Mary? No! Never. He needed me. What were you arguing about? The games he was playing, helping Dr Calgary find the killer. I was worried for his safety. Then why would you be leaving him alone, in danger? I... You'd packed your cases. Hester kissed him. I was upset, but not upset enough to kill him. 
It wasn't his fault, he was helpless. Are you sure it was Hester who made the move? Of course. I know what she's like. Craving attention, manipulating people, not caring who gets hurt. Why haven't you made her stay for questioning? She was with Dr Calgary when your husband was killed. But so he says. Haven't you seen how he looks at her? She uses all her little actress tricks to play men exactly the way she wants. She and Jacko had a lot in common. And now you've bought everything that Calgary man has said and you've let Hester take care of poor little Tina. Constable? Sir? Get our men at the hospital to keep a close watch on Hester Argyle and get Calgary back here at once. He might be such a reliable witness after all. Yes, sir. Mickey, I'm sorry about Tina. Everyone's praying she'll pull through. I'm off to the house now, see if I can help the police as they've finally decided to pull their finger out. I thought you'd be up there helping them. This is where I picked Jacko up on the night your mother died. Oh. I've been thinking, what if... What if it hadn't rained? If I hadn't stopped, if I hadn't come back? Even if I'd left after that first night, Philip and Tina might still be safe. They were hardly very welcoming. Why did you stay? I had this dream that night about Jacko, telling me I had to find the real killer. It was so real. Oh, that was you, not Jacko. But Jacko wouldn't have any sense of justice. Just because he didn't kill our mother doesn't make him an innocent. So I should have just gone and left you all to fester? I thought so, but now, after what's happened to Tina, now I understand. I want whoever did this brought to justice, whatever the cost. Will you help me? I don't see what more I can do. I've got something to tell the police. New evidence. Well, new old evidence about my mother's murder. Well, what is it? And Tina came to see me earlier after talking to you. Well, she implied that she knew something, but she wouldn't tell me what. She was protecting me, so she thought. The night Mother died, she heard two voices outside the window. Just whispers, so she couldn't tell even it was a man or a woman. She thought it was Jacko and me. She thought we were in it together. She never told anyone? We've always been close. Made each other laugh, looked out for each other. It wasn't till today when she told me that I realised how strongly she felt for me. Strong enough to shield you from the law all this time? It wasn't me, though, I swear. That's why she was going back to Sunny Point. To tell you and Philip what she thought she'd heard, but the killer got to her first. You have to tell the police before the killer gets to you. And there's strength in numbers. Will you come with me? Back to Sunny Point. Mr. Argyle, Miss Vaughan, I hear congratulations are in order. My son-in-law has been murdered. My daughter is in hospital, close to death. And yet you're busy in your study picking out dates for a summer wedding. Isn't that what you were doing, Miss Vaughan, over lunch today? The ink on the diary was barely dry when my man inspected your desk. I wanted to take Leo's mind off these dreadful things. She thinks I'll give up on her that this scandal will finish us just like it did to Hester and Don Craig, to Mary and... Oh, Philip. You don't think he could have just wanted to end it? And that Tina stabbed herself in the back? I just don't see why anyone would ever want to hurt them. I do. Really, Mr Argyle? Then I hope you'll enlighten us. I haven't spoken out against any of my family. I promised myself I wouldn't. Even Jacko. I was careful never to blame him for his actions. 
But now this must be stopped. Hmm. Who would want to hurt Philip and Tina? Well, they wouldn't want to, but if they had to, Mary, Mickey, Hester, they're survivors. All of them. Before my wife and I took them in, they all had to fight for their lives. We did everything we could to give them a sense of security, but deep inside, if they feel under threat, perhaps they would do anything it takes to escape justice. Kirsten, where's the superintendent? Still with your father and Gwenda. What is he doing back? Uh, Calgary's with me. Will you let the superintendent know I want to see him? He will not be pleased to know you are here, Dr. Calgary. Then best not to tell him yet. Any word from the hospital? I believe a guard has been stationed at Tina's bedside. Why? Is Hester coming back? I believe it is Hester whom he must guard against. That's crazy. I told Hewish she was innocent. Maybe he is beginning to doubt your word. What does that mean? Why would he doubt me? Maybe he thinks you've fallen for Hester. You wouldn't be the first. I, I haven't told any lies to protect her. But you might if you had to. No, of course not. That's what Tina would have said. And what I'd have said about her. I'd have said anything. Done anything to save her if I'd had the chance. You've no idea how far you'll go for someone you care about. That's what Jacko's wife said. About the women who cared for him. He could get them to do anything. Mickey, you can go in now. Wait here, Calgary. I'll call you when I need backup. Mm -hmm. Be nice to him, Kirsten. He could be one of the family someday. Can I get you anything to drink, Dr. Calgary? Uh, yes, thank you. Scotch, if you've got it. Of course. It's all right, I'll get it. Uh, no. It might be Hester. I'll get it. And you can uh, get me that scotch, if you don't mind. I do not mind. Make yourself at home. Hello? Arthur, I'm so glad it's you. Are you all right? What, what's all this about a guard? Tina's woken up. What? What has she said? Uh, not a lot. She's still very bleary, can't remember much. She just keeps saying something about a cup. The cup was empty, something like that. Will you come down and talk to her? You might be able to make sense of it. I don't know if I can, Hester. I promised Mickey Please, that I... Please, Arthur. I feel so scared. The way the guards keep watching me. What is she saying? Let me speak to her. Wait there, Hester. I'm on my way. What did she say about Tina? She's woken up. I have to get down there. I, I will take you in the car. I want to see Tina. I have been so worried. It's very good of you to be so forthcoming, Mickey, but what I don't understand is why did Tina think it was you and Jacko? She couldn't even tell it was two men. She was pretty sure it was Jacko all along. Even when Dr. Calgary came and cleared him, she thought it could still have been him if he'd been working with this other person. But why did she jump to the conclusion that this other person was you? Because she knew how much I hated our mother. If Jacko could have relied on anyone to help him kill her, she'd be right to assume it would be me. So, she let you get away with it, let Jacko take all the blame, and only got worried when she thought you might finally be caught. Well, Tina hasn't a malicious bone in her body. Her instinct is to protect people. Even murderers? She said she thought she'd understood why I did it. But she looked mighty relieved when I told her she was wrong. I never laid a finger on her mother. I was too afraid of her. So, if it wasn't you with Jacko... Who do you think it was? Sir? What is it, Constable? A message from the hospital, sir. Tina Argyle's awake. Oh, thank God. Oh, she can tell us herself now who it was who wanted her dead. The cup was empty. What 
could that mean? Tina was probably dreaming. When I came around after my accident, I couldn't remember any dreams. But I remembered what happened with Jacka. If Tina remembered, why would she not just say who had hurt her straight away? She fainted. The cup, the tea tray, that must have been the last thing she saw. Or Philip's cup on the desk in front of him from lunch. I believe the police suspect that Mary put poison in it. Yes, it makes sense that it was Mary. I mean, she had a reason to kill Philip and Tina if she saw something, but... What is it, Dr. Calgary? What Tina told Mickey about hearing voices. What voices? On the night Rachel Argyle was killed, Tina heard Jacko whispering with someone outside. I... I don't believe it. She's... she's dreaming again. That girl. No, she knew all along. She thought she was protecting Mickey, but it wasn't him. Could it have been Mary? Philip was asleep. Mary could have gone out. Yes, she had the opportunity, but I'm, I'm just not sure. Would Mary have conspired with Jacko to kill their own mother? I, mean, I, I could see her doing it alone or with Philip, but with Jacko? It seems unlikely. You barely know any of us, Doctor. How would you tell what is likely and what is not? I think that was the turning for Drymouth, wasn't it? Kirsten, what are you doing? empty. The cup was empty. Mm. She was carrying a tray, Philip's tea. Yeah. But Kirsten was taking it to him. That cup would have been full. Well, it should have been. What if it wasn't? If Kirsten had been taking the tray out and only changed her story on the spot when Tina came upstairs and caught her. So she let Tina take the tray and find the body? She might have got away with her story if Tina really had fainted straight away, but what if she just dropped the tray in shock and then realised and said... The cup was empty. Where's Kirsten? Back at the house. Turn around, quick. Kirsten, slow down. What are you doing? It was Jaco. It was all him. He killed his mother. He might have been in the car with you. I might have held the weapon in my hand. It was you? You did it? No. You're not listening. I knew nobody would ever understand. You and Jacko? You, you planned it together? No. It was all Jacko. He made me. How could he make you do a thing like that if you didn't want to? I didn't want to. I didn't do it. Kirsten, slow down. Pull over. I gave him all my money. I took more from Rachel, but he still needed more. He said we would run away. But he couldn't till Rachel was gone. She had this hold over us. And if she was dead, you'd all get the rest of your money. I loved him. He said he loved me, but he was so good. His wife said he used to con her boss. They laughed about how easy it was. If I'd known he was married, I would never have done it. I would never have hurt anyone. It was all his plan. Draco. Draco used me. He, he, he lied to me. He, he cheated on me with that little slut, and I, I wanted him to rot in prison. He deserved to die, and so do you. Father, where's Kirsten? We need to speak to her. The car's out. Maybe she went for a drive. Hester's just rung. Dr. Calgary said he'd go to the hospital, but he's not turned up. H has he been with you, Mickey? No, 
He was with Kirsten. They've probably gone for a drive together. We have to find them. No, he's nothing to do with this. Why would she take him? It's his fault. He stirred it all up again. Stop the car, Kirsten. Let me out. You should have died in that accident. You should never have gone. I don't deserve to die. I told you to go, but you would not listen. Like Philip, he kept pushing, asking questions. I had to protect myself. So protect yourself. Let me out. You could still get away. It's too late. Tina is awake and there is no way off this island without getting caught. And I will not be caught. They won't hang you. Uh, you can explain. It was Jacko. I know I am innocent. God will be my judge. I survived for a reason. That was someone's will. God's or my own. I don't know. But I know I didn't come back to die like this. What are you doing? God forgive me. I've never hurt anyone but... Do you remember your name? Calgary. Mm. Arthur Calgary. How long have I been out? Only a couple of days this time. Do you remember what happened? I hit Kirsten really hard. It hurt my fist. I knocked her out, and uh, and then I took the wheel. We we skidded away from the edge of the cliff, and then I don't remember anything else. We found you, Mickey and I. Got you an ambulance. Where is she? She was dead when we got her. I, I killed her. The crash killed her. That's what she wanted, wasn't it? She wanted us both dead. She's got more than enough blood on her hands, and your conscience should be clear. She made me do it. And Jacko made her. She said he was the real killer right up to the end. Well, she was right in a way. I shouldn't think the Home Secretary would be in any hurry to grant him a pardon now. Family certainly won't be pressing for it. They're just glad it's over, <sighs> thanks to you. I don't imagine they feel much like thanking me. On the contrary, one of them has been waiting here for you every waking hour. Where will you go when they've discharged you? I haven't had a chance to think. You could have Mary and Philip's old room. It's all set up for a wheelchair. I won't be in a wheelchair for long. I'm not coming to live at Sunny Point. <laughs> It'll be empty then. Father and Gwenda are getting married, going overseas. Mickey and Tina are getting married too, moving in together in Drymouth. And Mary's gone home to her flat. There'll only be me. Can't you marry Donald Craig? Now that he knows you aren't going to try and bump him off. No. I don't think Donald is the one for me, after all. Neither do I. And I haven't even met the man. He should have known I was innocent. If he'd loved me, he'd have known. Hester. Yes, Arthur? Stop for a moment, would you? Come here. Why? What are you going to... Dad. Is that all right? Yes. That's quite all right. In Ordeal by Innocence by Agatha Christie, Arthur Calgary was played by Mark Umbers, Gwenda by Jacqueline Deferreri,
Kirsten by Wanda Opolinska, and Hester by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Jacko was played by Arthur Hughes, Leo by Sean Murray, Mickey by Joel McCormack, and Tina by Caris Ellery. Mary was played by Prianga Burford, Hewish by Michael Burtonshaw, and The Constable by Arthur Hughes. Ordeal by Innocence was dramatized by Joy Wilkinson, and the director was Mary Pete. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs>